Hey, this is Mike. Hey, this is Kaz, and you are listening to Two Broke Watch Snobs. You have made it all the way to episode 263. Please keep your hands and feet inside the ride at all times. Michael, how are you doing? Hello. Is it, two, Hello. Is it, is it 263? It oh, God. If I got it wrong again, if I got it wrong again, this is fine. Oh, I'll mail you my membership card. You may, you may, you may burn it. Par, par for the course. <laughs> this is, uh, this is a special episode uh we have a guest it's been a while since we've we've had a guest on um and we're using some new tech so bear with us uh we're, we get to see everybody we're on camera now it, it's kind of strange i just guys i just saw you do the intro to our podcast and i think in all the years we've done this i've had a picture of what you would look like doing that but now i saw it it's just, it, it really weirded me out in Was a good it, way I'm, I'm sorry to disappoint you just get yeah. in line no, you you look great. Uh, we today we we're joined by uh, Cody uh, from the Anti Watch Watch Club, and uh, yeah, say hi, Cody. Hey, Cody. Well, hello, Mike Kaz. Uh, great to be on, and hello to all. What five listeners y'all have? Maybe. Yeah, well, I, think, it's, I think it dropped. I actually, I it's your parents. It's yeah. my wife. Okay, so carry three. the two. Yeah, my wife three. stopped listening. Yeah. Yeah, I don't listen to the show. So three, three and a half, maybe. Y'all make a show? That's what we're doing? <laughs> Our metrics yeah, dropped, yeah. <laughs> but this is going to be a ton of fun. Really excited, Cody, to catch up with you, talk about the Anti-Watch Watch Club, and then also just really, I guess, talk about the year. We're getting close, closer towards the end of the year. Want to talk about, you know, a bit of just what got you into watches, but then also what's been exciting to you about watches in this year, and then just... uh and just see what happens. And you're all going to hear my six-month-old screaming in the background. Every now and then, he'll make some kind of appearance. So I'm yeah. fine. If you hear screaming or sobbing, I'm fine. It's we'll okay. See, we'll see cats also. The cats. You're going to see some cats as well, as well. But here, Mike, we should probably honor tradition. Do you want to honor tradition with me? Do you want to do an audio wrist check? Let's do it. Um, Cody, I think you should go first. What are you, what are you wearing today? Uh, so I have on my uh, Omega Seamaster Nectin edition, on on bracelet, of course. That's awesome. Credit for the camera. Yeah, let's... <laughs> yeah we got to see that. Not, 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 now that we have video. There you go. Yeah, that's so cool. cool. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, I still this is uh, my daily, pretty much. Um, shoot with it, work out in it. Um, Heck yeah. Runs for it, so might as well. Why not? Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I still think about that new, that new format of the. Well, I guess it's not so new anymore. Not new um, anymore, man. <laughs> some people are thinking that the whole 300M line might be updated pretty soon, actually. Uh, just because it's been a bit since they did the laser etched wave dial, and they teased they teased the old wave dial with that limited bond release they just did. That ha- has the, yep. the waves like yours, Kaz. So. My old quartz one. Yep. So I don't know if uh, if we'll see an update next year. Maybe. Who knows? We'll see. We'll see. Mike, yeah. Mike your turn. What are you wearing? Who are uh, you wearing? This is the CWC Royal Navy Diver 1980 uh, reissue. It's, Heck yeah. It's my newest one. Um, I love it. It's kind of uh, an anti-Pelagos FXD sort of watch. It's... <laughs> It's, I mean, I've, I had a ton of CWC before, uh, I sold them all. It was really sad. And now, now I finally got one back in the uh, collection. I figured if I get one back in the collection, it's going to be like the diver that they make. So, well, that, that practice, that's your tried and true circle of pain. You accumulate, you purge, you regret. Yeah. You reaccumulate. Like you've done that with several brands. Well, that's how it normally goes, right? Like you, (laughs) you end up buying watches and you you purge sell and you're like man i should not have done that and then yeah. like, you're, you continue that hunt and be like okay i need this specific one <laughs> and then yeah. you find it and it's like oh thank god i saw I, I saw my old review of the cwc the melor 72 that's that's one that i've sold i think like three times <laughs> and i and i just think to myself man that's kind of cool I, I want one again god damn it dude <laughs> buy a watch and stick with it yeah it. i know I know uh, I'm already making plans for 2024, uh, uh, so we'll see how ugly it gets. 
<laughs> I, I just got something last night. Uh, What'd you get? Uh, you have to tell us now. I, I mean, up, we're on, we're recording, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> you I, have to tell us. I picked up one of those uh, Momentum C Quartz Thirties. Okay. Uh, they look kind of cool, and I l- literally have no idea what you're talking about. I'm gonna have to Google it. So it's it's a it's a Monin case style. It looks just like the CWC, and it's uh it's the Magnum PI watch. Magnum PI, yep, yeah. Oh man, I know what we're talking about. Got it. I'm on that, board now. That's cool. its claim to fame, and I, I was yep. surprised it was like 250 bucks. So oh pretty, wow, I don't know. I thought I'd I thought I'd try it out, but um yeah. Enough about me. Yeah. What are you wearing, Kaz? You know, it's super funny. I'm like, everyone's wearing like really like awesome everyday badass watches. I'm wearing my, my Grand Seiko quartz, like I mean, my is... titanium dress watch. <laughs> I mean, Still it's a kinda, badass watch. It's kind of badass one. every day. It's 9F. It's uh, it's 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 a 9F quartz. It's a JDM model. So it's this really, really deep teal. It's kind of hard to tell on camera. Yeah, it looks uh, black. Oh, it's it black, but but like uh, it's a really really deep teal. I was for a long time wearing the Monte Triumph, like oh, as my everyday for a while because this thing I had picked up recently, and I love this watch. And I I keep my three main watches in front of me here on these little watch stands. And then uh, earlier this week, I was just looking at them after wearing the Triumph for a while, and I was just like, I was like, oh hey, let me just let me just try my uh, my Grand Seiko one again. It's been a long time. I'm not taking this thing off. This thing is amazing. Like it, I I love all my watches, but there is something in particular about this where I put it on and like, yeah, that's my watch. That's that's the feeling. You that's know? the one that speaks to you. That's the one. That's that's you know, it's the it's the most collectors find themselves in these interesting ruts, and it could be comic books or trains or like whatever. But like most collectors find themselves in the rut of chasing a feeling. I'm making a purchase to try to chase a feeling from something I'd gotten previously or to try to recapture something that was special to me previously. And so I think with this watch, I'm just always going to be chasing this feeling with every watch that I get or think about getting. So, Michael, I have a question. How loud is my child right now? He, he disagrees with your stance. On, is he quite loud? Because I can't collect him. <laughs> it's, it's OK. It's that's what babies do. That is what babies that's do. So good. <laughs> My door's closed too. Wow, that he's. <laughs> uh, no, we'll be fine. That's okay. It's but that's crazy. that's what I'm wearing. I I love this thing. Yeah, nine nine of quartz. It's the nine F eight two. It is not the nine F eight five. The main difference between the nine F eight five and the nine F eight two is the eight five has um independent moving hour hand. Oh. Uh, this this does not. I don't really need it because I work from home and I'm in pajamas about all the time, so I'm not really traveling uh, a ton anywhere. But um, I don't know. I don't know what I have my eyes on for 2024. We can talk about that as part of the show because it's 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 usually a very big deal. I don't buy watches very often. You know what I mean? I have got, to do a lot of. I've got bad thoughts for 20. You got dark, dark yeah. thoughts on 2024. Yeah, some, someone's got to stop me. Uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, I my gotta, wish list is very long, but I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, That's I, don't, though. I don't know about you, Cody, if you if you, you know, I think probably all of us have gotten a watch to commemorate some kind of occasion, birth of a child or work stuff or whatever. Next year's 10 year wedding anniversary for me. So <sighs> and, hey, honey, you know, <laughs> it's, it's, sweetheart, you know, I'm looking at just... this Patek. <laughs> so I don't know about that, but to commemorate our marriage. Yeah. I mean, don't you? See, y'all just did a fuck you watch episode, so mm-hmm. could go after that, right? Yeah. What was I, I think? As every every single one of my selections was uh, like a blacked out black ceramic perpetual yeah, you calendars. Going, you were going for a mood, there. There moon totally, phase. Yeah, there was yeah, totally like a like a congruence sense, I would say, amongst all those. But yeah, that's yeah, maybe cool, maybe that Panerai, the I think it's called the three twenty one or something. It's the blacked out GMT with the eight day power reserve. That's kind of cool. <laughs> that's pretty badass. Let's see. It is. Nah. Let's see what Fate has in store for you. But um, well, here let's do this. Let's let's switch gears, Cody. Um, talk to us just about do you, do you, do you want to talk about a little bit about watches? How you got into watches? Like where. Because everyone has an origin story. Everyone has like a super villain origin story. 
when it comes to watches or superhero, depending. Um, how'd you get into watches? What was it? Yeah, so um, growing up as a teenager, um, very, very fashionable teenager. So I think we all had as kids, you know, the Timex Indigos that we'd love to let it loom up. And then like oh, yeah. 30 minutes later, the battery would be dead because the loom <laughs> used up all the power. Um, so grew up with those. Of course, uh, I think my first actual nice watch as a teenager was like a Kenneth Cole Blueface. Like cool. we're talking nineties here. Um, I'm 42, so I'm showing my age. Um, <laughs> I'm 37. It's okay. I'm, <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm right. I'm right there. I'm right. I'm um, behind you. Then kind of got out of watches really until I joined the army. Of course, um, mm. you know, military, everything is time related. Everything your, your whole day is tracked by time. So of course, um, you know, Timex, got into Suntos really heavy, oh, yeah. um, of course, during, um, you know, GWAT and all the deployments. So Suntos is what I mostly wore. Um, they were tanks, durable. They lasted all eight of my deployments um, wow. throughout Iraq, Afghanistan. Had Seikos in the mix as well. Um, of course, I had an Apple Watch because um, who doesn't? Um, Apple Watch, I many people hate it i love it because um you know you're sitting in meetings you can text your wife hey this meeting's running late right running on running you can split your times track your miles heartbeat it's a great watch it's um, wearable tech it's a really big advancement in it wearable is. technology it's, it's huge yeah. um and then three years ago it all went downhill when i found singing instruments mike oh nice that can That's happen cool. That can happen. Yeah. So, um, and then once I went down the rabbit hole of singing, it just, man, it was like the floodgates opened up, Pandora's box, you know, showed her face, and it was just like, Jesus. Um, Do you is... still have that first singing? That first one? Uh, yes, I do, actually. Yep. Which model it was, was uh, it? So, it, my first singing was the Para Overlord. Nice. Because uh, I had to send in my airborne certificate to be able to get it. Yep. So um got that one, picked up a K2 pilot GMT quartz, picked up a Neptune. Uh yeah. I have a DLC professional that my wife got for my 40th birthday when it came out. Nice. Uh I had the Tad professionals like you do, Mike, uh both DLC and stainless. Um Whoa. slowly kind of sold them off and got into Omegas really heavily got into uh, Hamilton's and Far and Switch. Um, yeah, so I love them all. Yeah, the Sangin stuff. Uh, I've been curious about that Hydra. That, that that looks pretty cool. The blacked out one, of course. <laughs> the DLC one, yeah. Um, yeah, the Hydra Hydra is a huge step for uh, Jake and Sangin uh, as a whole watch. Um, you know. He made the switch from Seiko movements to Slita, um, cases and hands, you know, yeah. went up as well. So it's a beautiful watch. And surprisingly, there are still some on the site. Uh, there's there's the DLC version with the dive bezel, but I kind of wanted that 12-hour bezel. But if I if I were to be tempted, that would be the one. <laughs> um, but yeah, those are some those are some awesome watches to get into. Um, is the Omega? You have you just you have that one Seamaster. Do you have any others? Yeah. So, well, so my first Omega was a was a Seamaster No Wave, all black dial. Uh, sadly, sold that. I completely regret it. Um, I'm a huge Omega fanboy, and I think I'm like the only hardcore Omega fanboy in all of AWWC. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I had to get another Omega. So uh, this is my only one. Um, course i want more omegas but i'm more definitely more leaning into not really the micro brand because i don't want to use that term but the independent brands more because just of what they offer and mm -hmm. like they are also at the forefront of you know developing watches and they make some oh, yeah. amazing watches too so that's actually interesting the way you phrased that because mike and i talk about this all the time the designation or the naming of these independent or boutique brands is micro brands um you want to chat about that like why like what what is your sort of impetus for not wanting to use the term 
micro brands? Because that's actually super, super fascinating. I guess my sole reasoning is because it's not like you think of micro brand, you think of um, one person making 10 watches, very niche, very, you know, does it so-and-so ish 50, 50 quality, 50, 50 durability. It's not mm. a bad term. It's just because they are independent, they're not going to be owned. They don't have the goal of being owned by, you know, stakeholders or, you know, some big corporation or being they a, bought out. They don't have a board. Right. Yeah. They, they do their thing. They love doing their thing. And they're excited when you just talk to people about their watches, like, going to wind up just talking to, you know, all these different watch companies and they're just fascinated to be talking to you about their watches where they are an independent because they're just out there doing their thing. Yeah. Not really a real definition, but that's, no, that's it's my interpretation. Independent watch brand kind of uh, connotes this idea of a brand that's really devoted to quality and what they're putting out, but they have enough freedom to just express themselves in a way Yep. that a larger maybe uh, uh, conglomerate brand or a brand within a holding company couldn't do. Like if if a large, if a Richemont-owned brand wanted to experiment with a new design, that'd have to be, you know, years and years and years in the oh, making. Yeah. Whereas with an independent brand, you could pivot on the fly. You could do it pretty quickly, you know? So yep. it's... it actually makes a ton of sense. I like that. Yeah, so that's kind of where my shift is shift has been focusing on really exploring the independent brands um there's so many of them and there's they're all fascinating and they're just durable awesome watches i'll put you on the spot top five favorite you don't have to choose five but favorite independent brands Ooh, five favorite independent brands all right so singing obviously uh one of them yep. vertex forcer watches nice notice and uh I'll go left field. Uh, Studio Underdog. Really cool. I Studio, don't know, I don't know too much about Studio Underdog. I see them all the time, but I don't know too much about Studio Underdog. It's just, they're, uh, yeah. he just makes really cool watches. And he, what he's done is uh, really cool for against the scammers and flippers who bought his watches. Um, there's been actual orders he's canceled because he's seen the same watch pop up on ebay for a pre-order where the price is quadrupled and he's canceled those orders wow Damn. so yeah so he no you know he doesn't care he's like this that's is, awesome that's heavy though this is not the point of why i started right. this watch company so those are I my like, top five independents i like yeah. the attention he's been getting lately and uh, i got to meet him uh, at wind up and yep. last year uh so that he was very cool, very passionate guy, and a podcast listener has actually. So, oh, look at that! Cool. Um, yeah, he's just really yeah. cool watches. When you can get them, yeah. <laughs> it, and it's fu it's funny. You're, we were talking about if you would open the Two Broke Watch Snobs editorial style guide. We have one of those, Cass. Uh, um, yeah, sure. <laughs> I think uh, I think micro brand is is almost a a, a blacklisted term. We we try to we try to dig into the topic with a, a little more intention um, to. Because it was fine when there weren't that many. Yeah. Yes. But now that there are so many there, the, 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 the dirty term that I like to use, I, I like to call them. I like to call those on the more negative side of this brand discussion as portfolio brands. Usually mm -hmm. it's something that someone wanted to spend 20 or 30 or thousand bucks on and they wanted to choose their parts out of the catalog because they knew, oh, if I work a little bit, I can 3X my investment, portfolio brand. Yeah. It's not necessarily, the impetus isn't to do something orologically expressive or interesting to them. So like that, but it, I feel like that, there are so many brands like that these days because the barrier to entry for doing a brand on the scale, it's a lot smaller now. You know, folks know where to go. You can show up with a briefcase 20, 30, 40,000 bucks and fly back home with a watch brand and they'll yep. ship it to where it needs to go and everything. So I no, still get emails. I still get emails from people in Hong Kong that hello to your friends. To. We're, we're <laughs> hello to start your a watch brand. <laughs> Do you want to start a watch brand with us? That's so uh, good. And if you think about um, 
Yeah, back to Sangin. Sangin, if if I'm under if I understand the way he does the product testing prior to a formal launch, I mean that network of product testers is probably way larger than something mm-hmm. that that uh you know. Yeah, absolutely. Because you know, Jake's going to get that real world feedback of you know guys and girls actually out there every day doing what they want to do, protecting you know, the streets, our nation abroad, whatever the case may be. So you cannot beat that, that real feedback, you know? Yeah. Um, Swatch group, Richemont, you know, they, they can't even get that feedback. They're just like, here, this is a Rolex. We know you want it because it's Rolex, but we're going to charge you $60,000 because of it. And we don't care if you like it. Whereas Jake and Sangin and the independents, they truly care what you have to say and the feedback, whether it's positive or negative, um, because they're, they're going to actually listen and improve. And Jake really takes product design and development very seriously. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I thought about selling that professional. I think I finally made the decision. It's, it's not going to (laughs) go. No, you'll regret it. Um, I'll be right back. I'm going to try to push a mattress against my door because that kid is really loud. I'm going to try to dampen that sound somehow. So I'll be right back. Go for it. You, um, take, take it you have a tad professional, so um, yeah. yeah, keep it. Um, it's a good-looking so cool. watch. The case back's really awesome with how the topo lines are, you know, laser engraved. Um, yeah, just hang on to it because um, they're just durable tank watches. I've been thinking about. Did you see the new uh, rubber straps that he came out with? They look like they look like Panerai rubber straps, or they actually do look like they. Do <laughs> they really do? Yeah, I think I'm. I think I might pair it with one of those. That might be a, a cool combo. Because I right now I wear it on the uh, the matching rubber that it comes with, which also has those those topo lines of the buckle. So it all yes kind of matches together. So cool. So do you wear um, like rubber dive natos? I have never tried the rubber nato thing. It just really? seemed like a strange concept to me, but. Honestly, I haven't I haven't thought to try one. Okay, you know, we'll get it with you. Well, I'll get with you after the show, and okay, uh, <laughs> we'll talk. We'll, get, about we'll get you one of our decon twos for you to try out. Okay, cool. I, I tried I tried a rubber NATO once because it came with a it came with a watch I tried a while back, and that thing got all jammed up on my arm hair. Is mm. that a concern for all watch for rubber watch straps, or just maybe lesser quality? rubber nados or even just rubber watch straps you know what i'm saying i, I don't know cody maybe a combination of both could be yeah. could be i don't have that problem but um you know i think it all should... it really all depends gotcha but... you just gotta wax it all off kaz just just on one arm just on just just on just one an arm. bare arm just one bare arm <laughs> that's my that's my watch arm it's, 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 it's my wrist shot arm yeah <laughs> It's the Instagram arm. Exactly. What's the ratio you're supposed to do of like sweater to shirt to watch? There's like a mathematical ratio, right? Yeah, there, the there is. We talk. We talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, I'm telling you, I gotta ask, uh, Cody. We had, I think, our last guest was TJ, right? It's TJ. Yeah. So, uh, Navy pilot, super cool guy. We talked about. Um, demystifying a lot of the i guess military watch marketing uh that people lean into i think to take advantage of uh certain buyers some of those some of those might be larpers uh but like i mean how do you how do you feel about these brands or some brands saying like oh this is a military watch like real world use when it's not really I don't know. You lived. You lived it, and it sounds like the whole world was Suntos and Garmin's and G-Shocks. Like, how do you, how do you try to demystify that when you're looking at one, say, like a boutique brand, or when you came when you came across Sangin? How did you think to yourself, oh, this is this is real deal. You know, this is not. Uh, so we'll start with Sangin. Um, I knew Sangin was the real deal because Jake. Uh, He's a former Marine, uh, 
Marsoc Raider. So, um, and I've worked a lot with Marsoc Raiders in Afghanistan. So I knew they were the real deal and I knew uh, what their pipeline, what their training, their mission set is. So that I immediately knew and respected um, because I knew he would bring a lot to a watch that he would want to wear. Because in that world, you could be briefing in an embassy one day and then a few hours later be in a Toyota Hilux or a Land Cruiser um, driving to provide security to some ambassador, right? So you not only have to have a watch that looks great, but you have to have a watch that is durable and can take a beating. Um, and the loom has to be really good. Uh, so saying I knew right away was uh, was a winner. Um, Sunto, G-Shocks, Garmin's, obviously, um, long storied past of supporting military and just known for being able to beat the crap out of them and they work. Um, yeah. I absolutely hate when, um, I think it's Luminox, you're like, oh, this is the Navy SEAL watch. This is mil-spec, you know, for, per Navy SEALs, like. I don't know if y'all know, but mil-spec just means it's made by the lowest bidder. <laughs> yep, that's We've it. We've talked about um, that. <laughs> I don't, and I hate it when that term is used, like, oh, it's mil-spec. Well, then I know it's really crappy. That's um, <laughs> just the way it is. I it um, well, I think there's a, there's a lot of brands that try and capitalize on, um, especially since, you know, 20 years of warfare, right? Um, I won't name specific brands, but they they will pour money into their marketing campaigns to portray an image like this is the watch that, you know, this unit or that military force uses while they operate and this and that. And it's a whole facade of trying to tap into the market when we as the military specifically, like we already know um what watches work what watches don't and believe it or not a lot of military love you know horology they, they love swiss watches they they will have everything from a g-shock to a bramont to a rolex to omegas um tutors really big across the community so it's it's very annoying but i understand it from a marketing perspective because they're trying to make money as well so it's this um they'll a lot of those brands will do this uh artificial you know provenance like what can i do how many boxes can i check either financially or just by saying words that will give folks the impression that this is authentic authentic to the community or i think a lot of the times i i think it's aimed at folks who are not in that community but they want to be or they feel like they are kind of a part of it so i don't know it's it, mike we, you and i talk about this a lot of times with watch marketing watch marketing targets folks not for how they are for how they want to be oh, yeah. i buy a watch because of how i want to be yeah that's you know? that's that's tactical larping i think i mean there are whole <laughs> communities where people will you know, find photos of rifles that people have, you know, on tours and they think, oh, which optic is this? Which light is yep. this? All this kind of stuff. And they, they they use this. They'll argue about what is used and what isn't used. Kind of just the same way that, you know, watches. Yeah, are. they. Th yeah, exactly. That that world is just like the watch world. Like, oh, you know, this this guy was seen pictured wearing some Rolex Platinum Yacht Master with a diving bezel, you know, it's what it could it right. be you know is rolex doing this and it's the same with the the military world like oh i bet this optic does this or no that's that and it's yeah i guess it's that sense of maybe they belonging because maybe they really do want to join the armed forces but you know maybe they can't medically or you know mm -hmm. whatever the case may be or maybe they just love being tied to that realm that world's um I mean, I, don't know. I, could be, I could be crude. It's shortcuts. That life is a tough life, and so folks don't want to put that work in. Yeah, Maybe no. I can the, buy a most people, yeah, <laughs> most people <laughs> don't want to look like it. <laughs> do the the hard work, but right. Another I question know. I think is uh, 
you know, when we get folks like you on, uh, a big question a lot of times is, were you ever issued anything? Oh, yeah. No, no, never it's issued just anything. Not, just not a thing that happens anymore from, from what I um, gather. So Marathon, Marathon, actually, you can order Marathon watches. Um, they have a national stock number um, that the government can issue. Um, marathons are amazing watches i've just never been issued watches um mm. i know there are british units that will issue you know the cwc's the they issued canadians some units get the marathons of course um yeah. but no it's not like it was you know during world war ii or even vietnam and korea war where you know you're getting issued the seikos you're getting issued the one of the many varieties of the dirty dozen watch across you know the u.s and british forces sadly though i think it'd be really cool if they did but somehow the government will spend you know millions of dollars on uniform changes but they won't invest <laughs> well, it's interesting you know, the, at the, at the top the of the watch. show you said like everything in that life is dictated by timing and being somewhere at a certain time so is the onus that you just get your own you just go and buy your own yeah. watch. Is that yeah? Oh, that's why. Pretty much. Yeah, it's at, it's at the post exchange. You can just yeah. walk in there and get something. Which you is know, you the, got a whole wide array of Timexes, uh, Timex Ironmans, G Shocks, Casios, Seikos. Um, luckily, it's all tax free too, so you can actually order Omegas uh, through post exchange. <clears throat> oh, that's kind of cool. I thought yeah. of your I thought of your Omega the other day because you know I saw it. You know, when we first started chatting, uh, you had a wrist shot. Um, did you see that uh, Danish frogman post that watches of espionage? espionage did, yeah, that that thing is that might be the best looking unit yes. watch Seamaster I've ever seen. It's no yeah. date. It's kind of grayed out. Um, Very mad. Oh, this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let me pull it up. Yeah. So Omega actually does do custom unit watches. Um, just like uh, Bremont does for squadron and aviation side. But yeah. Yeah. I thought it was awesome. I was like, dang, that's really sick looking. Yeah. We caught, we commented uh, from two broke watch knobs. I said, this might be the coolest unit watch I've seen. And then, he, yeah, the administrator wrote back and said, I, I have a cooler one or something. So we'll see what he shares in the future. <laughs> um, so let's, I think, do you want to talk about Anti-Watch Watch Club, the organization, kind of give us some background on how it started, you know, what you guys do, and um, yeah, the floor is yours. Yeah, so um, the Anti-Watch Watch Club actually birthed itself from the uh, Sangin Owners Group on Facebook. Um, all members uh, and all active uh, people who are part of AWWC, like we all had singings. We all loved singings. We were all part of that, you know, military law enforcement community. Um, and through, you know, what, two years of just IMing, just chatting back and forth on, on the feed, um, we slowly started to find ourselves direct messaging as a group and be like, Hey, what if, what if we started something that would give back to, you know, veterans, active duty, military, uh, active duty, law enforcement, first responders, like what if we could provide some type of resource, um, whether monetarily or, you know, holistically and you're like, okay, yeah, that'd be, that'd be really re cool. You know, that'd be fun. You know, what, what's it, what would we call it? What would we do? How would we, supports um that mission statement and i think a few months later like hey anti-watch watch club I'm like okay that works it's catchy um awwc now it's you know everyone knows awwc so and then we're like okay well how are we going to fund this and of course military guys across the board even uh those tactical uh guys who love airsoft you know they're all about patches and slaps or stickers as i call them yeah. Um, so kind of, we started with, and we started with a small, uh, run of Nalgene bottles because everyone has a Nalgene bottle, Oh yeah, uh, pretty indestructible water bottle. So we're like, okay, that will sell. 
like, okay, what can we do next? Uh, so then we did um, hoodies and shirts, and then we did our first watch strap. And it was a rubber decon strap, uh, one-piece NATO. And we're like, wow. And it sold. We, it did really well. So from all those sales, we we're like, okay, now, now it's time to give back. So how are we going to give back? Um, so we actually, I myself flew up to Hartford, Connecticut, and we chose um, a small community, veterans community renewal team out there that we were able to provide a check for, I think, around $3,500. But with that impact, it allowed us to house four family members and their families for a year rent free wow. through their program. We we're like, okay, wow, like that's the impact we wanted to make, and we did it. Um, fast forward a year, and it's continuous giving, and now we are on top of um, finding organizations that we align with by helping, you know, veterans or active duty. Um, we have our CEO, Alex, who is actually a uh, Veterans Affairs law enforcement officer out in Vegas. Um, and he will actually um, take his time to put together hygiene and basic meal kits for the homeless veterans as a wow. huge population of outside the VA hospital in Las Vegas. And he hands them out. Uh, we provide all the bus fares and transportation costs for them to get to their appointments and to houses. Um, and that's just some of the small ways we we continuously aim to give back and to improve. Um, it's amazing. We recently started what we call our Blue Guardian program. So many of us know um, there's a huge training gap and knowledge gap between um, what is provided to say a police officer right out of the academy and um, the, everyone knows they just get the bare basics here's a here's your badge you know go and serve protect the population um, from crime uh, so we understand from our background of military like there's a huge lack of additional training so the, what we do was Tell us what you want to do. So let's say um, you want to learn jujitsu because you may be wrestling with a person who is resisting arrest and you may go to the ground. And if you don't know what you're doing, you or your partner could get hurt um, if they win the fight. Okay, well, we'll provide that training cost to you so you can protect yourself and your partner better and to be able to um, gain control of the person who might be resisting. Or if you want to go to an additional first aid class, um, we will provide that opportunity to you with no red tape. That's the other thing is we're, yes, the military and there's plenty of organizations that do the same, but there's red tape. With us, oh, there wow. is none. You just reach out to us, let us know kind of like uh, the who, what, when, where, why, as we like to call it. We'll fund it. We'll That's take incredible. care of you. And how did you find, I guess, that watches, uh, which, which is, sounds like incredible work, but how, how did you find watches to be the, I guess, the glue that holds it all together? Is it just um, so commonly, such a common interest, I guess? It is, it is, well, because time is finite, right? And I probably over 90% of our, of our customer base is military prior military or law enforcement or some type of first responder or even those who are you know like yourself like hey i have a meeting in 10 minutes i have a meeting in nine minutes you know that is driven by time so believe it or not like the the love and passion that many of us uh have for watches like we just use that glue and it all of a sudden brought so many people together and be like man look at this i just picked up this new g-shock or the Casio Oak, right? Like, man, that's awesome. Like, hell yeah. Post it. Make <laughs> a story about it. Make memories yeah. in it. Because um, we don't care. Like, we hate people who buy watches. Um, and we're happy for them. But, like, we want the message to be, like, it doesn't matter what you have on your wrist. Just create a memory. Have fun with it on. 
and pass it down to your kids or to, you know, your brother, whoever the case may be, right? That's the whole point of watches to enjoy it and that time aspect of time's finite and you better enjoy life. How'd you connect with, uh, with notice for that, that release? Uh, yeah. So our notice sector deep, uh, release, that was our very first watch release. Um, luckily one of our founders was, had already kind of close ties with, uh, Wes from notice. And it's like, Hey, you know, what if, we started talking like what's what's always next what's next what's the next thing we can do um so we're like okay well why don't we do a watch collaboration so we talked to me like well who could we do it because we're nobody right now um sure enough as my role of what i do in awwc i just started reaching out like hey this is who i am you know this is awwc this is you know who we are it's a nonprofit. and wes was like all right let's do it West, sure, West, the the meanest guy in the yeah. watch industry. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Him and Colin are two really <laughs> mean people. Um, uh, they're great, man. So we we knew our watch had to be a die watch because you know it's uh, when you're out there walking or patrolling in the woods or patrolling the street and it's pouring rain. The last thing you want to do is worry about man. I hope my crown is screwed down tightly, <laughs> or I hope my <laughs> uh chronograph is not pushing or anything like that so it had to be dlc so i think we only did two renders of the deep and like that was it like west took control of it and that it took off um i think it sold out in like it sold out pretty fast it's a a hell of a watch man I i reviewed one of the uh uh i think it was one of the first reviews actually uh, it was yeah because i checked on y'all's site of course um like oh i wonder if they've done a deep and sure enough it, y'all did do the uh the desk road deep so uh, it's it's wild <laughs> yeah it's a it's an awesome watch yeah it's like a, a zin and a seiko had a very capable baby <laughs> it is it's cool nice uh, yeah this thing came together really well i'm checking it out I finally found a photo. How many pieces were made? Uh, so there were only uh, 50 pieces done at first. Yeah. Oh, wow. It's always such a mystery to me what, I guess, what goes behind uh, getting a project like that together. Because just the the process with factory and, you know, parts providers and minimum orders, it just yeah, seems timelines so, and, so alien yeah. to me. Yeah, it all it. So we started it. I started talking to Wes about it November of 2022. Mm. Um, and then we released it uh, this year, I think September, August, September timeframe. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it was a good while just back and forth. Be like, okay, this is, you know, this is where we stand from a manufacturing perspective. Like you said, Mike, and like, okay, here's, Here's another render of the dial and what it's going to look like. Well, we don't like that. Can you add this on the crown? Because there's actually a red crown on the crown, if you look at it. Mm. (laughs) Um, And then once it was finalized, we were like, all right, production. Of course, production times wait. And we're like, all right, let's do this. And then you just get a crate of watches. uh, Yes, it was pretty awesome. The (laughs) whole experience was awesome. Yeah, we were talking and you're just... uh what like six dudes remote working all around the yeah so there's um there's nine founders um across the u.s and of those nine there's five who actually run it daily um i'm in georgia tony is in virginia zach's in connecticut alex our ceo like i said he's in vegas and joey is in california so just like you and kaz complete different time zones, like figuring it out, making it work. Um, of course, like us East coasters will be talking and planning and then Alex and Joey will wake up and they'll get caught up. And then, you know, by the time like they're actually planning, you were probably already in bed or getting ready to go to bed. So it works. So, so we've been doing it. That's good, man. Um, and so you said you had some, I guess you know, we're, we're in December. What, 
what plans for new products do you have if you can talk about them for 2024? Uh, so if you just, for those who probably just check out our Instagram, we just, uh, we've teamed up with GBRS group for some really cool stuff in 2024. Um, we are doing a watch with vertex watches. Um, cool. that's going to be coming out in the fall of 2024, late fall, mid to late fall is when we're projected. Um, that's going to be a really cool piece. Um, really, really excited about that one. Um, cause as vertex being one of the original dirty dozen watches and watch manufacturers, um, there are some other things in the works. Uh, can't share that right now, unfortunately, but, uh, yeah, always check out our Instagram because we're always dropping hints and clues, but yeah, Vertex cool. is the next big watch. Um, I'm in talks with a few other more watch companies for a watch 2024. Uh, nothing is finalized yet, but it soon will be. And then nice. we're already working on our first release for 2025. Nice. In general, what's that, what's that iteration look like, you know, talking to a brand, trying to get, your vision across for design or maybe desired functionality, that process, do you find that process fun or is it more like, oh, no, this isn't right. I told you do X, Y, Z. You know what I mean? Cause some folks don't like that iterate back and forth, but then some folks totally thrive on it. Like what was that experience like for you? And yeah, I totally thrived on it. I absolutely loved going back and forth. Like I would continuously nice. be, be checking my email. Like, Hey, did Wes email me back or did Dom from <laughs> Vertex email me back or, like, okay, I got to respond right away, right? Because, like, I know, especially for Don Vertex, right? He's London time. But it's it's that it's that feeling, that satisfaction, I can't talk, um, excuse me. You're uh, good. Being like, okay, I responded. He's got my vision. He knows my intent. He's got my guidance. And I know he's going to run with it. And it's just that that feeling of, like, man, I can't wait to hear what he says back. He's like, man, this that's awesome. Or... Well, I don't think that's a great idea because of X, Y, and Z. I'm like, okay, let's do it. Like, what else could we do? Oh, I, that's I interesting. Love it. So that 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 that's something that you you thrive in. You know, you saying I want A, B, C, and they come back and say, hey, that's interesting, but it be, but that's not possible. Why don't we try, you know, X, Y, Z instead? That's something that you can kind of take and run with because some folks they'll put their foot down and say, no, you have to yeah. find a way to do this, or you're not the right manufacturer for me, but that's not the case for how you know not not cool. for how i work and since i'm the one that kind of reaches out for awwc for watch collaborations like um i have all of our designs be like all right like let's do this like i'm super stoked let's regardless if they say no or if it can't be done i'll be like well tell me why it can't be done mm. because i'm going to tell you it can be done by this way and we're going to work together to find the solution to be able to do it um like yeah but yeah, I, I love that aspect of AWWC. Probably why I want to go to marketing because I love that back <laughs> and forth like that, that mm -hmm. developing the ideas and stories and campaigns and product ideas. Like uh, to me, that's just fun. Yeah. Heck yeah. That's super cool. I'm excited. I'm excited to see kind of um, what's going on 2024. I mean, you already got your eye on 2025 releases, so that's really cool. This yeah, this I'll, I will share with y'all uh, after the the podcast what the Vertex piece will look like. Oh, oh man, cool. no, yeah, I st I still want to test out one of these M M one hundreds. Maybe yeah, you can the, maybe you can give me a contact. Yeah, they're they're <laughs> solid watches, that's for sure. Yeah, especially his diver, the M sixty. Uh, that's you know true cost, true ISO, you know certified it's it is a true diving watch i think the one that i played with uh at wind up was the chronograph because they did a, mo a mono pusher mono pusher yep yeah that's Ugh. so cool yeah so but i guess oh go ahead for what do y'all have in plans what oh. watches are you wanting what is on your wish list should you go first kaz i mean in terms yes. of watches on my wish list well, it's, what do you uh... want to see how about this? We'll break it into two questions, right? Yeah. Um, what do you want to see in 2024 from watch brands? And do you have your eyes on anything? 
What I want to see is what probably makes me uncool in the watch world. I want to see more independents get really creative with any available high accuracy quartz. I have such an affinity for quartz watches. Uh, obviously, because I'm wearing my Grand Seiko quartz. My my Seamaster is the is the two five four one Goldeneye reference. That is a quartz um, Omega Seamaster. I just think it's one of those things where a lot of brands uh independent or otherwise will focus on trying to make a lunge for something automatic because they feel automatically gives them or a logical street credit yeah, or something absolutely like for me the advent of wearable technology is whatever is most convenient for the user and what you know you can rely on i can i can put my grand seiko down and not pick it up for three months and yep. i know it's going to be fine it's going to be Pretty, 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 pretty dang accurate from when I last. Yeah, I was about to say it's going to be way more accurate than any, <laughs> you know, automatic watch out there. Whereas on my, um, on my Triumph, which I love, I love my Triumph. If I put it down for three months and pick it up, I'm going to have to spend, you know, a minute, a couple of minutes, just kind of tinkering with it, adjusting, trying to get it right to the right date and everything like that. So I want to see more, more experimentation with just very nice quartz watches. Um, in terms of what I want, I don't know. It's tough because Mike, you and I were talking about this. Like I right now feel whole. I feel pretty complete, you know, in terms of things that I kind of have my eye on or don't have my eye on. So I don't know. I think I haven't really seen anything that's jumped out at me quite yet that would want to put that I'd want to put it on my on my radar. Or at least think about it for 2024. But I, I am always looking, which is kind of funny. I do a I lot think that's of hunting. The problem with all of us is we're <laughs> always looking for that fix. All right. Now, whether it speaks to us or not, I don't know, but we're always looking. <laughs> I'm sad. Yeah, I think for that's... me, it's uh so I, I think it was this year that Bulova came out with the Accutron astronaut, right? Yeah, it was oh, yeah. kind of a weird release. It was bigger. It has that black and white uh, GMT bezel and I think a Solita GMT movement, which was strange because the whole provenance of that watch is, you know, quartz yeah. awesomeness. Um, so probably Bulova leaning into the collection a little bit more uh, with some of their their high accuracy quartz movements that are on the more affordable end, like what you get in the Lunar Pilot. Uh, I think there's a lot that they could do there to to get a watch out that's not what is it almost four grand for I think it was the, like four grand yeah that limited uh version um you know what's funny I, about the lunar pilot i think it literally might be the most accurate watch you can get for that price or even I, above that price it, it was it was amazing when i had it I'm, and i'm glad they did, they did they did the smaller one um smaller i think um I think we've had enough GMT developments uh, in the the Seiko world, the Miyota world. Uh, every, for, every, every, yeah. every world, right? Uh, yeah. I think we've had enough GMT developments movement-wise now for uh, Halios to do a GMT again. Get Come on, buddy. Because <laughs> <laughs> he did that one, the, the C4th. Uh, GMT, and I, I don't think right. there were. I don't think there were a lot of them, and it is, it is this white whale of a watch in the I, uh, boutique brand world. I thought you were going to say you've had enough with GMT movements, and then I was going to make the joke like, of, yeah, and then no, I was going to make a joke yeah. of like, why don't we get an integrated bracelet GMT movement watch together? Because that I, 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 right now integrated bracelets are apparently very hot. So let's just get those two in the room together. Oh, yeah. That would look so ridiculous. An integrated bracelet GMT. <laughs> no. I think no. it's time. <laughs> It'll sell, yes. Uh, It'll sell, yeah. <laughs> that's all I guess really matters. Mm -hmm. as, as far as what I'd buy, I don't know. I'm I think I'm I think I'm in a place now where I'm uh just kind of going back to what I left behind. So probably picking up those pieces again. Um I want I still I still want the right Speedmaster. I, I haven't had one for a bit now. Um, That's right. Which I'm, ones have you had though? 
I've I've only had uh I've only had the what was it called? Is it, it it's an eighteen sixty one movement? Um, I think early an older two, one, early two yeah. thousands model. Um, the movement Omega it it just it really acted up, and Omega actually recommends servicing it. I think maybe every three to four years or something like that. So oh, the wow. service wow. the service intervals weren't to my liking. I think the new thirty eight sixty one is is pretty cool. That seems like a nice movement. Um but maybe leaning more into just uh those few brands that i just can't get away from i think i love i love cwc i love there's a doxa that i'm looking at for next year which is kind of silly um well that's silly michael it's yeah doxas are just it's one of those to me doxa is one of those iconic watch brands you can just not go wrong with like Mm -hmm. it will just yeah, but my argument throughout the the entirety of the podcast has been you only need one, right? And well, I, I'm 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 trying to challenge myself there because uh, I've been looking at that chronograph they did a while back, and it, it is wild. It's kind of kind of expensive. You could probably end up with a Speedmaster for that kind of money. And, but, and, uh, and I'm yeah. amazed you still have your docs. Remind the folks at home which one you have because I I always forget the iterations. Which it one is, you have right now? It is the 2017 sub 300 black lung limited edition that they did um and it's the one so orange dial with the orange the, right yeah orange dial with the professional or sorry the aqua lung um emblem on the dial so i think if you if you put it next to the original ones which are incredibly rare i think yeah i've i've heard 20 or so maybe less uh but um, the only difference I think is that the original didn't have a loom plot in the uh, in the seconds hand. So those oh those seconds hand are all just like black, and the the bracelet is different. But um, that is such a, yeah that I I can't get rid of that watch. That is, I think that's the burning house watch. I don't know. That's the one I'd grab. That's first one I love the I love the turquoise one they came out with. Yeah, because to me that's the like that is the perfect summer. That's one of the perfect summer watches. You yeah. could have the color. Yeah, I dig. I I dig the colors they're working with now, and then I think, uh, as we're we're meeting up soon, and I still think about Quartz Seamasters. So, well, you're gonna see mine when you're here. Mine's older, but you know, that, and that, no, so. that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. Actually, I did. I did realize, Michael, there is a watch I was talking about maybe getting next year. I want to get. Uh, I want to get a stainless steel bezel quartz tag aqua racer. And just beat the hell out of it. Just you wear it. Just get it all dinged up. I don't know why I'm obsessed with the idea of getting a quartz tag. Stainless steel bezel for some reason. Just beating it up. Just just letting it get beat up. I don't know. I I not all watches wear uh wear time well, but something about stainless steel bezel quartz aqua racer. I don't know why. It's true. Uh, I might I might do that next year. That's the only thing I could think of though. Yeah. You could probably get a good discount on them too. Oh, oh yeah, sure. no people. Yeah, yeah. That, I, I. There's no wait list. Uh, there's no wait list. For that <laughs> there's no. There's no. <laughs> I might be able to find that at Costco if I'm lucky. In all honesty, probably. <laughs> or they can get it for you at Costco. All right, yeah. they can get it for me. That's yeah. funny. But but Cody, uh, what about you? What about, uh, uh, what do you want to see more of in the world of watches? Like you, I I really. I really want to see the independent brands push more into their their design lines and where they where they find themselves in the watch space, right? Um, there's a lot of big brands today um, that are trying to find their identity, mm. um, and with the independent watching them, you know, from like let's say uh, a first generation release of a, a case or a dial design, and they're like, oh, it worked. We didn't like it. Let's grow. And you see that growth and you see the change and it's positive. I, I want to see more of that and I want to see them um, do different things um, that are outside the norm of just, you know, the standard, hey, let's let's put a Cyclops over the date because that's <laughs> apparently what people like. Um, right. I want to see more of that. Um, like I said, I'm becoming more of the independent per- person. So 
uh, now what I want. Um, I have problems. Um, dive watches really speak to me because uh, I just love the capability of them. But I'm I go back and forth between the idea of really narrowing down my collection between um, like a daily diver evening and cocktail watch. Um, mm. So I need uh, I want I don't have a Speedmaster. I want one. I don't have any type of uh, Flieger style watch. I would like one, um, but I'm trying to follow that concept of a daily, you know, a diver evening and cocktail watch. You want but the, I love dive watches. The Bond experience. You want a watch that you could literally be diving with in the evening and then, you know, at a fancy dinner later. With. Well, maybe not, not so much, not, not that, the Bond. but like, um, I could go swimming or shooting or do whatever during the day. And then um, at night, you know, let's see, what's an example? Um, think Cartier tank, but not obviously oh, yeah. Cartier tank, like that rectangle, small, you know, mm -hmm. case watch. Um, I think those are perfect cocktail watches. That style, that. rather. Heck yeah. And somebody then the evening would be like that, this. you know, that speedmaster dark side of the moon or that you know just a, a simple you know speedy and then of course daily could be any seamaster um but yeah i think that's I love it that's where i stand that's cool mike what'd yeah. you say no i said somebody here likes the santos uh you know, that would be me you I'm, can... I'm i'm eyeing the santos for my 40th yeah i think that Christ. might be a nice way to ring in 40 years of surviving yeah <laughs> oh man don't even get me started on the 40 40 year uh 40 you gotta figure out your 10 year marriage anniversary watch man you gotta yeah. get over you know, that milestone first and you know you worry about 40 you know? <laughs> oh that's so ridiculous i don't know i'll just maybe i'll get a seiko gmt that's nothing that what the seiko 5 gmt you could yeah seiko 5 you, yeah you yeah, reviewed keep, one. Do you want? Do you want back to those? Those those are pretty cool. That's funny. We did we did talk about those like before they made them. We always talked about how cool it would be if Seiko finally did some sort of affordable automatic GMT, and then the prophecy the prophecy was spoken. Lo and behold, <laughs> we you have one. That's so cool. You can get yeah. But this has been this has been a ton of fun, Cody. I mean, and. Really huge, huge props, amazing kudos to just you and the, the, the work the team is doing. You know, it's it's so interesting to hear of the passion-driven work within the Anti-Watch Watch Club and how infectious it is for folks who hear about it and they want to get involved because the the I've always been fascinated by people who need help and people who want to help but then kind of like what you referenced, oh, there's red tape or something in the, yeah. in the way. Why? Why can't we just have people help people? That's insane to me. So yeah, the, it, the, it the, makes the, zero sense to us. And that's why we were like, just, just help okay. people. Yeah. Just, no, so, right complex. <laughs> yeah. So I love that. Huge, huge props. Thanks for doing what you do. And um, is there anything else you'd want to share about the anti watch watch club maybe if folks want to go and check out like uh like a like the site or if they want to learn more or possibly get involved anything else you'd want to share in regard to that yeah definitely uh definitely check us out on instagram uh at anti watch watch club um check us out online uh antiwatchclub.org we have gear apparel um we actually have an edc knife out collaborated with blood oath instruments you can get that right now it's really rad knife uh, it cool. actually has like a gmt style hand or an arrow on the blade of the handle uh it's yeah. pretty rad um but yeah go check those out um stay tuned we're always dropping hints of uh and i'll drop uh probably images of uh the vertex and soon probably within the next few months of our second uh, release that we have coming up. Yeah. Stay tuned. And truly thank you, Mike Cass for uh, having me on. It's I've listened as I was telling Mike, I've listened to y'all well before um, AWWC started, but uh, 
That's cool. Yeah, like big fans. So yeah, Appreciate of course. It. Thanks for thanks for doing you. Thanks for coming on and chatting and watches with us, Mike. Uh, Mike, anything on your end you want to go through, or is it that time? Is it that sad time? We're just gonna have another awkward podcast milestone where we have our process on how we close these out and now you're going to get to see how i say thanks for listening guys this is mike and then i'm we're gonna go through you you get to see my face when i because people at home i don't know if you mentioned we're on we're on we're on video like they know at home right you mentioned that they they know at home they know know at home or in their cars (laughs) yelling at traffic wherever (laughs) wherever you enjoy the show yeah yeah now it's that's it that's, that's that's all I got. Thanks for let's do that. Thanks for coming on, Cody. We appreciate it. Always. And, Thank you, gentlemen, for having me. And we'll we'll hang back for a bit and uh, kind of debrief. And uh, but yeah, thanks for listening, guys. My name is Mike, and this is Kaz. You have been listening to Two Broke Watch Knobs. Later. <laughs>